Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Alberta veterinarians uh, taking a stand. And they say it's for the well-being of animals. Members of the Alberta Veteran, uh, Veterinary Medical Association over the weekend voted in favor of two resolutions. The first obligates vets and vet technologists to report cases of animal abuse and neglect. The other resolution deals with what they describe as unnecessary medical or surgical procedures. Things like ear cropping, tail docking, tail nicking, cosmetic dent- uh, dentistry, tattooing, body piercing, devocalization. So why do they believe that these need to be banned? What happens next? Joining us to talk more about all of this, very pleased to welcome program, uh, Dr. Daryl Dalton, who is with the uh, Alberta Veterinary Medical Association, more at albertaanimalhealthsource.ca. Thanks for joining us here, Daryl. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Rob. All right. Well, tell us a bit more about uh, the, kind of the background here. Why were these resolutions brought forward in the first place? Why did they need to be addressed? Well, Alberta veterinarians see themselves as leaders of, of animal welfare within the province, and these were two areas in which we needed to show leadership. Uh, let's talk about the first, which seems like an obvious one, uh, to report cases of animal abuse and neglect. Now, it seems odd in a way that that would be passed as a resolution. Is that not the case currently? Well, it is the case currently. Unfortunately, in the Animal Protection Act, uh, and that's the only place that it's, it's sort of uh, incorporated, it talks about animals in distress being reported to the appropriate authorities. And so when you sit back and, and objectively look at it, a lot of animals that come to veterinary clinics are animals in distress. They've right. been injured, they've been cut, you know, those sorts of things. And so it led to amount, uh, a large amount of confusion among veterinary practices as to what should they be reporting and what should they not. And so now with the new resolution, it has gone out and is, uh, you know, accurately and clearly defined uh, what animal abuse, uh, animal neglect, and animal distress is so that veterinarians and veterinary practices can be far more uh, certain about what they should be reporting to the authorities and w- what is not. And, and reported to whom then? Well, in, in the case of the Animal Protection Act, that would be reporting to a peace officer, which would be somebody that's in, uh, employed by the uh, Humane Society, the Alberta SBCA, uh, a police officer, or a bylaw officer. Now, for someone who's, you know, say, found an animal, you know, on, on the side of the road, or it's a circumstance where somebody finds an animal that appears to be in, in distress, comes to a, a vet, comes to to a doctor to get the situation addressed. I mean, is that person potentially going to find themselves, you know, facing questions from from police, for example? Not in the least. I mean, anyone bringing an animal to a veterinary clinic or a veterinarian looking to 
seek uh, medical attention and treatment for that animal, I mean, that's certainly not going to lead them uh, into or down the wrong pathway for for uh, being reported. But just if, if there's something obvious, it's not something then that, that veterinarians should, should turn a blind eye to. Correct. Correct. Or, uh, you know, as, as an example, I mean, an, an animal that comes in, that is thin. Now, if the owner comes in and says, my dog has been losing weight for the last month and, and I'm concerned, that's one thing right. versus an animal that comes in that's very thin and the owner is not concerned. Now, the veterinarian most likely will, will talk about nutrition and proper treatment for that animal. And, but the next time the veterinarian sees it, if the animal is still real thin and, and with no concern by the owner, that may be a case where where the veterinarian is inclined to, you know, seek further investigation into that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about these these surgical procedures uh, that the ABVMA has some concerns about, uh, deemed to be medically unnecessary. I mean, how, how do you make that determination, first of all? Well, the, the veterinary profession is very science-based and evidence-oriented, and, and so if, if there is no scientific evidence to support a procedure being done, that would be considered unnecessary. So we take something, for example, like um, tail nicking or ear cropping. Those are things that are done essentially then for cosmetic reasons? Yes. You know, taking ear cropping as an example, ear cropping was originally done uh, to shorten the ears for fighting dogs so that they wouldn't be uh, grabbed or torn during a, a fight. And, uh, I mean, in this country, dog fighting has been outlawed for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. it it makes you wonder why the practice continues. What, what are the current policies regarding these kinds of surgeries? Well, in, in Alberta, we have taken the stand that we support the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association uh, um, position statement that says that cosmetic surgeries or, or medically unnecessary surgeries uh, are frowned upon. And so that's the stance that we've taken. Uh, across Canada, a number of the other provinces have taken uh, bits and pieces. You know, one province may outlaw uh, tail, tail docking, another province may outlaw uh, ear cropping, but there, there hasn't been a sort of an all-inclusive look at unnecessary medical procedures. Ontario probably has come the closest in that that they've made a statement that unnecessary medical procedures are are not not allowed. Uh, BC has taken the same stand. They've gone out and and actually listed the procedures, and that's the type of list that we went to the membership with at the annual general meeting. And we went in with with nine different procedures, and by the time the membership was finished, there was was eleven procedures that they considered to be medically unnecessary. So does it fall to the Alberta government to implement such a ban? Well, this is a, 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 this resolution uh, makes it to where we ask the Alberta government now to change our general regulation to the Veterinary Profession Act. And, and because that legislation is theirs, they're the ones that have to make the change. So we will work in conjunction with the provincial government uh, until we get to the point where we're happy with the, with the amendment to the uh, regulation. And then that goes in front of the cabinet and then it becomes into law. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these other practices, for example, there's tail docking, tail nicking and tail blocking. What are the differences there and, and why are, are people asking for any kind of surgical procedure on, on their pet's tail? 
Well, I'll, I'll deal with the tail nicking and the tail blocking first, and those those are done in in the case of some uh, equine uh, show horses. Okay. And the reason they do that is to uh, some of the, some of the horses when they get into the ring will ring their tail, or they they're too active with their tail, and it detracts from their performance. So it's strictly a, a, a looks type uh, thing. There there is no real benefit or, or animal welfare benefit to the animal. So those types of procedures are, are, you know, we feel should not be allowed, and they certainly have been uh, banned by the American Association of Equine Practitioners. Uh, as far as tail docking goes, I mean, that's a practice that started back in England in the, in the 1700s. And there was a tax placed on non-working dogs, and working dogs did not have the tax, and, and you could identify a working dog because they had cut off part of its tail. And so in an effort to dodge tax, even back in the 1700s, they started cutting off the tails of dogs to say that they were working dogs. So that that law was rescinded in 1796, but the practice of, of docking tails continued. Um, and the point about declawing, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's, I don't think anyone would argue that it's medically necessary for the animal, but in situations like with cats, for example, if, if people are concerned about uh, humans in the household or damage to, to furniture, et cetera, in the household, it's a way to not have to give the animal up for adoption and, and deal with those issues. But what is the concern about declawing? Well, there there is scientific evidence once again that shows that that declawing causes or can cause chronic pain at the at the surgical sites, uh, even when done correctly by a by a veterinarian. Uh, there can be little uh, bits of bone that are left behind that that can cause a chronic pain. There is also evidence to suggest that it will cause chronic back pain, and there is definite evidence to show that it it can re- result in altered behavior and and aggressive behavior and that sort of thing. In terms of, of how we define what's medically necessary or not, I mean, you know, for example, spaying or neutering an animal is not medically necessary, but there's obviously some, some broader benefits or reasons why it's, it's in everybody's interest that, that that kind of procedure be done. So, I mean, how do we make those determinations? Well, there again, I mean, that's a, that's a good example. Uh, spaying and neutering, neutering was discussed at our, our meeting yesterday, and that was brought up as potentially one of the things that we should be adding to this list. Um, but there's enough, enough evidence to show that, um, you know, besides the population control, uh, spaying a, a female uh, animal definitely reduces the incidence of, of uh, mammary tumors and pyometras. So those are two huge health issues that, that can be avoided by, by uh, spaying the, the female animal. All right, so now that these resolutions have been passed, what, what's the next step here? What's the timeline? Well, the next step is we will take these to the uh, provincial government. Uh, we're in the Ministry of Labor, and it'll go up to the Governance Division of, of Labor, and we'll tell them or inform them what our decisions were, what the resolutions were, and then we will work with them and, and draft draft legislation uh, to the point where we're happy with it, and then that will go to the Cabinet to be passed. So that, that timeline is, is anybody's guess. Uh, you know, I province of alberta you know the provincial government has other other things on their mind at this time um given the overwhelming support by the membership for these resolutions my my guess is that the 
the council of the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association will put these into policy, which will go into effect for our membership uh, long before the government gets it into regulation. All right. Uh, Dr. Dalton, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.